Today is Thursday, September 16th, 2021. Here are three stories you got to know to be smart today. John Durham coming down with an indictment. Will one of Hillary Clinton's top lawyers be going to jail for lying to the FBI? Please, Jesus, bring some justice to this dark moment in American history. The Russiagate scandal absolutely corrupt and absolutely crumbling before our very eyes. The New York Times forced to report out that indeed indictments are coming for people who lied in order to propagate the Russiagate conspiracy theory and extra darkness inside of the halls of the FBI, extra corruption as bombshell allegations that the FBI covered up pedophilia and child molestation in the Larry Nasser case, the details exploded yesterday at a Senate hearing where USA team gymnasts detailed shocking and horrifying revelations about how the FBI covered up their abuse. And speaking of some abuse, Nicki Minaj has been getting it from the left. Nicki Minaj made the mistake of being vaccine hesitant but she's hitting back and hitting back hard. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. We love humor on this show. We love memes, and we love ridiculing our ruling class. It is truly the great equalizer in a society that has free speech. It's why free speech is banned inside of dictatorships. They don't like being made fun of. Guys, the ruling establishment elite hate nothing more than being made fun of. It's why they get rid of free speech as soon as they possibly can in societies that they control. They do not like being ridiculed. They do not like being laughed at. These are thin-skinned, translucent people that really hate it when you make fun of them. That's why we want to start the show by celebrating the career of Norm MacDonald, who passed away this week at the age of 61. Norm MacDonald, the world is a worse place and a less funny place Without him, no one was better at taking it directly to the faces of the ruling class and powerful in our country than Norm. He skewered them for decades on Saturday Night Live and directly to their faces at galas and fancy dinners. We were looking through some old Norm clips and found some really stunning stuff. I mean, some stuff that you would never get away with today. You would never get away with today. Norm loved going in on the Clintons. Norm chose the Clintons, specifically Bill and Hillary, as they, his target so often in cutting political commentary, and this stuff is gold. We have polled just a couple clips here from Norm MacDonald's best stand-up routines. We wanted to start the show with them. This one is from the White House Correspondents' Dinner with Bill Clinton and Norm MacDonald there inside of a room at the Washington Hilton packed full of press and the egalitarian elites of Washington, D.C. I have gone to this dinner. It is so lame. It is so boring. And back in these days, at the very least, it was funny. This is a hilarious segment. Norm MacDonald's entire speech was just roasting and skewering Bill Clinton. Boy, but this this final joke took the cake, and it stands up so beautifully today. Listen to this. I just want to say, you know, before uh, I go, that it really has been a thrill for me. I joke around about the news, you know, but you people, you do the real thing, and uh, you serve as our watchdogs, and you tell the real stories that come out of this city. And I, for one, you know, think you do a, a darn good job. And uh, as a matter of fact, I have a message from uh, someone who couldn't be here and wanted me to read it uh, to you. This is from, uh, 
from Senator Bob Dole. He wanted me to read this to you. Here it is. This is it. This is from, from Senator Bob Dole. Ladies and gentlemen of the press, to hell with all of you. You cost me the damn election. You can kiss my ass, every last one of you. Thank you, folks. Thank you very much. Could you imagine a comedian making jokes like that to the press and about Democrat politicians today? Of course not. You would never have that kind of bravery. And it does take bravery to look power in the face and fight back to ridicule it. Again, it is what these people hate the very most in life. That is why I just don't think there's a better Norm Macdonald clip than him going on The View and talking about the Clinton body count, talking about Bill Clinton being a murderer. It's really is jaw-dropping to watch this. Listen to the ladies on The View cluck and get their feathers all up in a ruckshaw over Norm Macdonald saying the truth about the Clintons. This is just gold. Listen to this. See, I, I, don't, I think we should get the homicide out of the White House and get like a... Uh, a fresh start, because we don't want any more murderers. I think no, we, we should just go on to the next question. Oh. <laughs> Who are the murderers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Clinton, he murdered a guy. Yeah, you know, we're not allowed no, to, you're not no, allowed to put out no, no, no accusations without That's Clinton, a little Charlotte. too far. That's the way it does let's work. Just, let's just go on to the next question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is not my week. What can I tell you? <laughs> oh, it's not mine either, and I'm being very nice, okay? <laughs> you a good boy. Now, Norm. Do you never hear that? No, listen, no, we don't need I to don't talk get about into this, And I don't want to hear it, and this is not the place to make those accusations. And you're supposed to be funny. Oh. Let's get on right <laughs> exactly. so get with it. There you go. <laughs> this is a live show. Not Why? Norm, but you have been properly chastised by Barbara. Oh. So I'm not going to ask the next question. I thought it was a matter of record. Shut no. up. Uh, Shut up. This is what makes Norm MacDonald a legend. True comedy is saying what you're not supposed to say. It's going where you're not supposed to go. It's doing the things you're not supposed to do, and that is true bravery. True comedy is not saying what everyone else is saying. It's saying what everyone else is thinking, and they're a little too scared to say. That is comedy. That is bravery. That is why we have a First Amendment, and that's why people are just not funny today. They're just not funny. They go off a woke prescription of what is supposed to be humor and they all sound the same it's all the same it's robotic it's sad and it's not comedic this is why people like Ricky Gervais make such a splash Dave Chappelle and Norm Macdonald rest in peace you hilarious warrior you I grew up watching you we're gonna miss Norm the world needs Norms more than ever Norm Macdonald was a true believer in the Clinton body count. We have one more, one more body bag to add to the pile, this time via John Durham. That's right. John Durham's report has finally, his investigation has finally, finally, after years, begun starting to drop indictments. That's right. John Durham is going to be dropping an indictment, according to the New York Times, of Hillary Clinton's lawyer, for lying to the FBI. What was he lying about? He was lying about the Russian dossier. We haven't talked about this in a long time. A quick refresher. What was the Russian dossier episode? And why is this man going to jail for it? Hopefully. Indictments dropping soon. Let's get into it. 
the Russian dossier, the disgraced episode in American politics where Hillary Clinton and the DNC paid for Russian disinformation, trash, garbage, libel, a bag of rotten worms, a cancerous moment in the American political landscape. They took this dossier full of lies about one of their political opponents. They took it, and then they shopped it through the rat's nest of their friends in the corporate media, of their corrupt friends in the political establishment, sometimes called the deep state. I like to call it the overstate because it is the state, the state that hangs over the heads of the politicians that we rightfully send to Washington to represent us. It's the permanent state in Washington. Hillary Clinton paid for lies about her opponent. Then she shopped those lies all around Washington, D.C., to senators, to the CIA director, to the, to, to the media, to anyone who would listen. The lies about Donald Trump doing all manner of illegal things with Russia. Where did she get these lies? They paid for them. They just paid for them. Just a, it's just a bag of trash that was made up by Russian agents. That's right. Oh, you heard it right. Hillary Clinton did work with the Russians and collude with the Russians in order to rig the 2016 election in her favor. You aren't told that story often by the corporate media, and that's why we have this show. It is indeed Hillary Clinton who used her power and her influence to work with and pay the Russians through Christopher Steele, her intermediary, to get disinformation and spread Russian disinformation throughout the chattering class in Washington, D.C. in order to hurt her opponent and rig the election. It is always, it is always what they accuse you of doing that they are doing 20 times worse. Always. Why? Because they are corrupt, contemptible, liars. Their native tongue is lying. The country they are loyal to is no one. They are loyal to power and control. And that seemingly embarrassing, disgusting moment in American history is finally coming to its predictable conclusion. With people going to jail, we can pray. Here's what we know right now. John Durham is going to be seeking an indictment of a lawyer inside of a Democratic firm. Now, I'm going to read to you from the New York Times right now, uh, and they are the ones who broke this story. It is some sweet justice that they are the ones breaking this story because, indeed, the New York Times was the, the sewer that often slogged this filth, these lies about Russia and Trump's connections to Russia. It was the, the open sewer grate where you could often find these disgusting lies. The New York Times spread such disinformation and Russian misinformation on their pages and spilled ink and innuendo on fabricated, absolutely, completely false, libelous, and slanderous accusations against Trump over Russia. It is such an embarrassment. It's not worth the paper it's printed on 
But indeed, it seems like Crow is being eaten right now inside of the old gray lady in New York in Manhattan. It seems like Crow must be a tasty meal because they are eating Crow by writing this article. In writing this article, the New York Times is finally coming full circle, the final humiliation, admitting that not only were three or four years of propagandizing and mainstreaming and merchandising the Russian conspiracy hoax, the absolutely failed and discredited Russian dossier, not only was that all for clicks and was it all to just sell papers because they know that their readers are idiots, they think you're an idiot too. This is why we have the show. They think you're a moron. They think you're an idiot. They think you're stupid and you will believe anything that they hand to you. The big tub of lard, buttery popcorn lies that they handed to their stupid NPC audience during Donald Trump's administration was gobbled up by these slobs. They gobbled it up. These people are such conspiracy theorists. They are indeed the conspiracy theorists. But nonetheless, the New York Times, the number one propagator of Trump-Russia lies, collusion lies, is now having to bow its head and to shove a fistful of crow into their mouths. Here is the story. The story is going to go into a lot of... uh, 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 I'm going to read you the full story. It's going to go a lot of different directions, but I'm going to give you the summary of it right now. A lawyer named Michael Sussman, working at a firm that represented the DNC and Hillary Clinton, this scumbag, went to the FBI, knocked on the door of the FBI, went to a guy named James Baker, the chief lawyer at the FBI, This guy, very powerful, James Baker. I mean, if you're the top lawyer at the FBI, you're a powerful dude. This this guy, working on behalf of Hillary Clinton, walked in there and pushed this propaganda bag of feces, bag of lies and manure, onto the FBI. He said, look, here's Donald Trump's corrupt dealings with a Russian bank. It's called the Alpha Bank. None of that story is true. Robert Mueller investigated it and found nothing. They spent tens of millions of your hard-earned tax dollars to find nothing, to find no collusion, to completely debunk entirely and for all time this piece of political propaganda that Hillary Clinton paid for. This man, Michael Sussman, human scum, slithered into the FBI and pushed this bag of worms, moldy bag of worms, under the nose of the chief lawyer at the FBI saying, you should investigate this. Chief lawyer at the FBI goes, all right, where'd you get this stuff? This man lies. This is the indictment. This man says that he was working for no campaign and nobody. The Russian dossier just fell on his lap in the subway. He was, uh, you know, he's just riding there on the subway and, well, a a suitcase with the dossier, the PP dossier was just inside of it. And, oh, it just happened to have this Alpha Bank information in it. 
This man took these lies to the FBI. He merchandised them to the top lawyer at the FBI. And then he lied about who he was working for. And John Durham has the receipts. The man's name is Michael Sussman. He was working as a partner at Perkins Co. Law Firm. This man was a former federal prosecutor, Hillary Clinton's favorite type of person. And he worked with the Democratic National Committee. This man understands exactly how to get things done, exactly how to get an investigation started on a federal level, and that's precisely what they were looking to do. In early September in 2016, he walked into the FBI to sell them this trash, to push this Russian disinformation and propaganda into the FBI's hands. They knew it was lies. They knew it wasn't real. And they wanted to open an investigation into their political opponent using Russian disinformation to rig an election. It cannot be stated enough. What was happening in early September 2016? It seems like a millennia ago. The world moves very fast these days. What was happening was Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton were gearing up for a knockdown, drag-out debate cycle. Hillary Clinton wanted to use this in the debates. Hillary Clinton wanted to say that Donald Trump is a Russian pawn in the debates. Hillary Clinton, I promise you this, I can guarantee it. I know the way the political merchandising system works for oppo and research. Hillary Clinton wanted to use this in the debates. She wanted this to come up late in a debate that the FBI has opened an investigation into Donald Trump for Russian collusion. She wanted to ensure that by herself colluding with Russia, paying for Russian disinformation, and then shopping it to the FBI in order to rig an election. I cannot state it enough. So here we have the meeting. This Michael Sussman wanders, wobbles into the FBI with this bag of lies, presents it to James Baker, the top lawyer at the FBI, and then walks out. Well, what happens then? The lawyer went ahead and talked to his colleagues, and they had notes made about the meeting. Take these notes down. In the notes, it says that Michael Sussman wasn't working for anyone at the time. He said, oh, hey, I'm just being a good citizen, walking into Johnny Law in order to make sure that democracy is preserved and our elections are free and fair and we're not electing a, a, a compromised Russian. Lies. False. John Durham has records from the law firm, internal records that state that this man was actively on the Hillary Clinton payroll, that this man lied to the FBI. There are notes inside of the FBI from James Baker and his team that document that he declared he wasn't working for any candidate. John Durham has receipts, invoices from Sussman's law firm, stating that he was, in fact, working for the Clinton campaign and working for the DNC. The sharks are circling. If this man 
gets indicted, and according to this New York Times story, his lawyers expect him to be indicted. If this man gets indicted by a grand jury, if this man goes to prison for lying to the FBI, then it will be a final and beautiful relief, a drop of justice in this sea of venom, a singular pure drop of actual truth, finally some justice in this sea of snakes. This is how they did it. This is how they undermined the Trump presidency. Through lies. Through actions like this. Merchandising this these garbage stories to garbage reporters who just vomited them onto the pages of their publications. Destroying the media forever. I used to work in corporate media. I have worked at seven different news publications I know how this happens. It was the darkest era ever for American journalism. Anything, anything for clicks against Trump, anything. What we won't ever get back, and even if this guy faces prison time, he's thrown in jail where he belongs, what we won't ever get back are the Trump years. You'll never be able to undo what has been done. The Trump years were forever scarred and will be forever broken by three years of innuendo and investigations and a news cycle that was manic, sociopathic on this story. So irresponsible, so wrong, so unprofessional, and no apologies. No one's gone to jail. No one has gone to jail yet. We'll see if John Durham has the goods. We pray, indeed, that some justice is served in this instance. And according to the New York Times here, according to New York Times here, uh, John Durham does indeed have a mountain of evidence that Mr. Sussman did lie. So much so that Merrick Garland who has the ability to actually stop this investigation or overrule John Durham, has declined to do so and didn't comment to the New York Times when asked. So if Merrick Garland is not overruling it, man, this guy is wildly corrupt doing anything he can in order to preserve and protect the DNC, then you got... Got a uh, got a real problem on your hands here, guys. Got a real issue. This is uh, finally a little justice, and we 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 long for that. Our follow up story to that bombshell report from John Durham has also to do with the FBI. Honestly, the FBI has seen better days. It is often in the news and never for good reasons. This has to do with the grotesque abuses of the FBI falsifying documents and enabling child molestation when it came to our American gymnasts, Team USA gymnasts. A grotesque and disgusting display yesterday during a Senate hearing about Dr. Larry Nasser. 
Olympic gold medal winning gymnast Michaela Maroney went on the attack Wednesday as she testified about the sexual abuse suffered at the hands of USA Gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser. Maroney had harsh, harsh words for the FBI, accusing them of falsifying documents and protecting a pedophile with their failed investigation, according to Breitbart News. Appearing with fellow gymnast Simone Biles, Ali Reisman, and Maggie Nichols before the Senate Judiciary Committee on Wednesday, Maroney took aim at the FBI's inability to get to the truth and walking away, allowing Dr. Nasser to continue sexually abusing hundreds of young athletes. I think that it is important in times like this to let the accusers speak for themselves. And so I'm going to play you the majority of Michaela Maroney. You might remember she is a famous gymnast from the 2012 Olympic Games. She had that famous meme of her posing on the medal stand. Michaela Maroney back into the political world, thrust into the political world, and talking about the FBI before the Senate committee. You got to hear this. Uh, it's it's heart-wrenching. After telling my entire story of abuse to the FBI in the summer of 2015, not only did the FBI not report my abuse, but when they eventually documented my report 17 months later, they made entirely false claims about what I said. After reading the Office of Inspector General's OIG report, I was shocked and deeply disappointed at this narrative they chose to fabricate. They chose to lie about what I said and protect a serial child molester rather than protect not only me, but countless others. My story is one in which special agent in charge, Jay Abbott and his subordinates did not want you to hear. And it's time that I tell you. In the summer of 2015, like I said, I was scheduled to speak to the FBI about my abuse with Larry Nassar over the phone. I was too sick to go meet with anyone in person, and talking about this abuse would give me PTSD for days. But I chose to speak about it to try and make a difference and protect others. I remember sitting on my bedroom floor for nearly three hours as I told them what happened to me. I hadn't even told my own mother about these facts, but I thought as uncomfortable and as hard as it was to tell my story, I was going to make a difference and hopefully protecting others from the same abuse. I answered all of their questions honestly and clearly, and I disclosed all of my molestations I had endured by NASAR to them in extreme detail. More than 70 young gymnasts aged 12 to 19 continue to suffer sexual abuse after the FBI failed this investigation. Incredible. The FBI, in this regard, was complicit in the sexual abuse, the serial sexual abuse of children. Children. 12 to 19 years of age. It's time to start over. The FBI is irredeemably rotted to the core. It is time to start over. This is an organization that has failed so many times and on so many levels that it would just be better to put it out of its misery. Burn the place down. Be done with it. Fire every agent and start over. What an embarrassment. What a humiliation for our country. What a humiliation. We deserve these women, these women, 
these girls who represent us in the Olympics deserved better. We certainly do hope that people go to long jail sentences for this dark charade. Someone who certainly deserves to be in a jail cell and relieved of duty right now is disgraced General Mark Miley, who usurped the President of the United States, his Commander-in-Chief, and wrestled away from him control of the nuclear arsenal, made calls to our geopolitical enemy China behind his back, aided and abetted the enemy by giving them our political plans and strategy, and now is hopefully facing a military tribunal and would be already locked up in chains if the former Secretary of Defense had his way. Former Acting Secretary of Defense, I didn't authorize Mark Miley's calls to China. He should resign for promising intel. Former Acting Secretary of Defense Christopher Miller, who served in the final months of President Donald Trump's term, said he did not and would not ever authorize Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Miley's secret communications with a Chinese official and called him to resign immediately from the Biden administration. This according to Breitbart.com. The explosive allegations against Miley represent a disgraceful and unprecedented act of insubordination, Miller told Fox News in a statement on Wednesday. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff is the highest-ranking military officer whose sole role is providing military-specific advice to the president and by law is prohibited from exercising executive authority to command forces. The former Trump official continued, The chain of command runs from the president to the secretary of defense, not through the chairman. Pursuit of the partisan politics and individual self-interests are violations of an officer's sacred duty and have no place in the United States military. Miller added, noting that a lesser-ranking officer accused of such behavior would immediately be relieved of duty pending a thorough and independent investigation. As Secretary of Defense, I did not and would not ever authorize such conduct. We covered extensively on yesterday's podcast that Mark Miley is indeed a outright military coup tyrant. This man was made fun of, obviously, for his white rage wokeness. We all made fun of Mark Miley. We all said there's something a bit off with this guy when he was testifying before Congress. Well, it turns out now there was something much deeper wrong with Mark Miley. He is indeed compromised. He's compromised by a woke left authoritarianism that he loves far more than his own constitution, far more than his own duty to his country. He's an oath breaker. He's a man who does not serve the United States of America. He serves himself and his own woke ideology. He serves the interests of authoritarian regimes around the world who he admires. Senator Kennedy, one of our favorite senators, of Louisiana, said Miley ought to stop bellowing and honking like a goose about white rage and do his job. That's right. His job should be to resign in disgrace right now. He should have resigned after this comment. Listen to the uh, classic white rage Mark Miley. On the issue of critical race theory, etc., I'll, I'll obviously have to get much smarter on whatever the theory is. Um, but I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. uh, And it is important that we train and we understand. uh, And I want to understand white rage, and I'm white. 
So it's not just that. We have Rand Paul now urging Mark Miley to take a polygraph. And Rand Paul's colleague, the wonderful Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri, said if Miley won't resign, then he needs to be fired. Yeah, we have some major problems with Mark Miley, but we should have seen this coming. You got to do research on these guys. A clip from 2015 shows how much Mark Miley has been corrupted by China. Let's establish something really clear and upfront. In this show, on this podcast, we see China as the geopolitical threat to peace in our time. I hate comparing things to Nazis. You won't hear me call someone a Nazi or Hitler online. I only reserve, as a somewhat student of history, I really enjoy looking into American wars and certainly the political tectonic shifts as they shift, why they shift. I'm obsessed with World War II documentaries, my wife will tell you, and I am obsessed with World War II history. Fascinating time over the last hundred years, the most fascinating political time, the rise and fall of ideologies, and there's nothing that resembles Nazi Germany more on our world stage than communist China. They're both ethno-states. They're both racist states. They're states where only Chinese people have privileges. You cannot become a Chinese citizen right now if you wanted to be. People who are not Chinese citizens are stripped of rights. Does that sound familiar? They are put in concentration camps. Does that sound familiar? China tries to present itself as a wonderful place to live, but is actually a police state. Does that sound familiar? It all starting to sound like Nazi Germany. All of the media and all of the businesses are controlled by a centralized government run by a dictator. Does that sound like the Weimar Republic? Does that sound like the Third Reich? That's exactly what it sounds like. That is exactly what communist China is. It is what modern China is. It is the closest resemblance to Nazi Germany that we have seen on the world stage since the collapse of that wicked regime 70 years ago. So when you watch people kowtow to them, lick their boots, kiss their butts, and attempt to appease them, recognize that what they are doing is they are the Neville Chamberlains of our time. History won't judge these people kindly. History will be very cruel to people like Mark Miley for calling the Nazi generals and telling them what America is about to do on D-Day. That's exactly what this man has done. Scum. True scum. He should resign. He should get ripped to shreds. And he did indeed get ripped to shreds. Last night, Tucker Carlson had an amazing monologue on this. I'm going to play you a part of it. I just have to. He's so good. Rush uh, Rush was so clairvoyant because Rush saw the country at large. He's from Missouri. He's from a small town. And he was able to speak for the forgotten man and woman. Before Trump, there was Rush. Rush spoke for the forgotten man and woman. Tucker, on the other hand, and I've worked at the Daily Caller. I uh, am 
a huge Tucker fan, and I'm privileged to have gotten to work with him and continue to work with him. He's a wonderful, wonderful person. Tucker Carlson, he is from a world that would have welcomed him into the ruling class elite. This is what makes him so great. Tucker Carlson lived in fancy parts of Washington, D.C., worked in journalism for 30 years, worked inside of these marbled buildings, these edifices that the establishment and the elites love so very much. It is why he is so cutting toward them. Truly, you have to be within a system to see the corruption of that system and to be disgusted fully by it. And that is why in moments like this, it is so important to look to Tucker and to see him properly get out the sledgehammer and go to town on Mark Miley, which is exactly what he did. Listen to this. So according to this account, our country's top defense official secretly colluded with our chief military rival to undercut the elected president of the United States. How would you describe that? Deep state is not strong enough. That's treason. It is a crime. And apparently Mark Milley is not the only person who was implicated in this crime. Others knew it was happening as it did. Our intelligence agencies almost certainly heard Mark Milley's call. If they can read emails from a cable news show on Fox, what are the chances they were aware that the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff was speaking to a senior Chinese general and what they were saying? Well, the chances are about 100%. And yet the NSA did nothing about it. The CIA, meanwhile, was clearly fully on board with this. We are on the way to a right-wing coup, said Gina Haspel. She told Millie that. And in fact, there was a coup in progress, but it did not come from the right. It wasn't brewing in Alabama. Instead, a constellation of unelected government employees, loyal above all to the Democratic Party and to the permanent class in Washington, ignored the United States Constitution. And then they invalidated the votes of tens of millions of American citizens. How'd they do that? Because they invalidated democracy. Democracy doesn't mean anything if the people you elect have no power. And Mark Milley did his best to make certain the elected president had no power. As we stated yesterday, the Mark Miley saga is indeed the perfect crystallization of a ruling class who believe that you are their slave. They believe that they are the masters, that nothing matters other than power and control over you and your life. They know that you are helpless. They know that they control the levers of power and the institutions of power. Many of those institutions they have built themselves. Many of these law enforcement agencies and these unaccountable political agencies inside of our government have been built by these people over the course of many, many years, over the course of generations, and it has been passed off to groups of corrupt elites and corrupt elites and corrupt elites, so much so that they live in a post-constitutional America, an America where you have no rights, where you have nothing. So here we have a situation, of course, where Mark Miley brought unto himself the power of the presidency. I mean, that's the way that this needs to be framed. The terms traitor, I don't think, is strong enough. And this man shredded our Constitution lit it on fire, and ground it to dirt. This man assumed unto his unelected self, this man has done nothing in his career, has won no wars, 
has only been a roto-rooter through the sewage pipes of Washington, D.C., and the corrupt establishment bootlicking of Washington. He's done it for decades, and he finally got to where he wanted to be, a position next to the president, and when given the opportunity, this man did exactly what we have been telling you they are capable of doing. He assumed unto himself the power that is reserved, sacredly reserved, for the president and the president alone. We live in a representative democracy. That democracy is only a representative republic, constitutional republic, if the functions of that constitutional republic are intact. And what that means and what it is based on is civilian control of the military, civilian control of all power. If you want a president, if you like this president, the citizen, then you vote for that citizen. If enough of you like that citizen, he becomes president. They become your proxy. The movement, the populist movement of this country has their champion. And if that champion behaves in a disgraceful way or in a way that we disagree with, well, you can throw the bum out. You can impeach them. You can remove them from power. You can rip them from power. Each of us is represented by a representative, a senator. You can put pressure on them to remove the president. There are your checks and balances. When the president acts unconstitutionally, they can get checked at the Supreme Court and by federal judges. It's a beautiful system. It's a system that keeps people humble. But here we are. Here we are in this moment. This moment when this Mark Miley can just assume unto himself the sacred powers without any ramifications. Joe Biden backed Mark Miley up. Jen Psaki yesterday backed Mark Miley up. They defended him. They defended him because Mark Miley represents the America they want. An America without a constitution, the post-constitutional America, an America where they can seize power and control over you, over your very soul, over your very life. They can control the air that you breathe. They can control what goes on your children's faces. They can control what goes into your body. Your own bodily autonomy evaporates. And when you have no bodily autonomy, you indeed are a slave. And they view themselves as the masters. AOC prancing around in her dress, dripping in the trappings and decadence of Western luxury. That is perfection. It is exactly how they see themselves. They are maskless. You are masked. They tell you what must go into your body. You have no personal choice and you have no freedom. The president said so. Joe Biden said exactly that. It's not about freedom, and it's not about personal choice. Listen. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you, the people you work with, the people you care about, the people you love. 
My job as president is to protect all Americans. And it is exactly that sentiment is why they defend Mark Miley. It's why there will be no ramifications, no repercussions, no firings, not at the hand of the president. Republicans in Congress could withhold funding. Republicans in Congress could investigate. But we have to win back Congress. We have to get back the investigative chambers of the Senate and the House. Please, I am begging you, do not lose the momentum right now in this country. The momentum right now in this country could win back generational majorities for Republicans in both chambers, but we have to keep going. And if you want motivation to keep going, here you have it. Here is Jen Psaki and Joe Biden, the corrupt of the corrupt, defending their boy, the man who did exactly what they want to do to you, usurp all constitutional power and control you, take from you your power and absorb it unto themselves and their own corruption. Listen to Joe Biden and Jen Psaki back-to-back defending Mark Miley in his unconstitutional military coup attempt. Thank you all for being here, and thank you. All right, our final story here, a little bit of lightheartedness from Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Who knew Nicki Minaj took the red pill? Nicki Minaj is now in Twitter jail. She's in Twitter jail because she was promoting vaccine hesitancy, according to the haters. She's actually in Twitter jail because she was breaking the narrative. That's right. She was breaking the narrative. She was saying what cannot be said. That when someone demands you put a substance into your body, well, that's called slavery. When you have no bodily autonomy, when you have no control over what's going into your body, well, that's called slavery. And Nicki Minaj got woke to that. And so Nicki Minaj decided she wasn't going to take the vaccine. She didn't want to take the vaccine for the vaccine mandates at the Met Gala. Now, she tweeted about that, and that, of course, caused a huge stir. Well, now she's banned from Twitter, but she's not banned from Instagram. And she went on a rant, and we have that rant for you. It's actually quite amazing. Nicki Minaj says she's in Twitter jail and will never use the platform again, according to Fox News. The rapper's claim comes after social media platforms said publicly that her controversial tweets did not violate their rules. Her controversial tweets have been amazing, actually. I'll read to you one right now. This is Nicki Minaj responding to uh, Hassan. He's some... This guy is some jackwad socialist uh, who's like a Twitch streamer. Anyway, this guy uh, this guy is declaring that Tucker Carlson is a white supremacist. Nicki Minaj shared a segment from Tucker's show on her. We'll play you a portion of that segment right now. Listen to this. But it's not anything to do with the physical effect of the vaccine that makes our political class mad. It's the last part of Nicki Minaj's tweet that enrages them. The part where she says you should prey on it, make the decision yourself like a free human being and, quote, don't be bullied. So our media and public health officials didn't like this because they make their livings bullying people. So they couldn't let it stand. So, yeah, Nicki Minaj 
posted that clip and then with the emoji that said that had a target, like essentially Tucker had hit the target, right? And then this guy named Hassan Piker used to be a Young Turks guy, but now he's a now he's a uh, socialist Twitch streamer who uh, real great socialist. He's bought himself a three million dollar house in uh, L.A. Uh, just a cla- I mean, classic. He in, next he's going to show up in a tax the rich dressed at the uh, Met Gala with AOC. Anyway, Hassan Piker said, "You know he's a white nationalist, right?" Uh, and to which Nicki Minaj replied, "Right. I can't speak to, agree with, or even look at someone from a particular political party. People aren't human anymore." If you're black and a Democrat tells you to shove marbles up your ass, you simply have to. If another party tells you to look out for that bus, stand there and get hit. Amazing. Nicki Minaj roasting libs on Twitter. Maybe that's what got her banned. But Twitter says she's not banned, so who knows? I'm in Twitter jail, y'all. The artist proclaimed an Instagram post. They didn't like what I was saying over there. On that block, I guess my poll was going to be asking questions. Is okay. I like being effing dumb. Then boom, can't tweet. Well, that's a quote. I'm reading to you from Fox Business. Twitter spokesperson told BuzzFeed on Wednesday evening, Twitter did not take any enforcement action on the account. Minaj tweeted earlier in the day that the White House had invited her to visit after she revealed that she was vaccine hesitant with COVID-19 vaccine on Twitter. The the White House confirmed to Fox News that the Biden administration had extended an invite to Minaj with an official saying, we, as we have with others, we offered to call Nicki Minaj with one of our doctors to answer questions about the safety and effectiveness of the vaccine. Nicki Minaj uh, made waves on Monday when she wrote on Twitter that she was still doing research on getting the shot after her cousin in Trinidad had a friend whose testicles became swollen after getting the jab. (laughs) Fauci had to come on and dismiss that claim. (laughs) This is perfect. This is perfect Dr. Fauci moment right here. The exact the the pinnacle of his career. Does the COVID nineteen vaccine make your ball swell? In response to Nicki Minaj, please, Nicki, stop saying that. <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> Nicki Minaj went on a tirade on her Instagram live. We have a clip of that for you because, of course, we do. Go ahead and look and listen to the philosopher queen of our time, Nicki Minaj. But you can't just innocently ask a question about something going in your body? Do y'all realize that I remember going to China and they were telling us, you know, you cannot speak out again. And I remember all of us thinking, oh, okay, well, you know, we understand and we respect the the laws here and, and, you know, that it's so different where we live. But don't y'all see what's fucking happening? Don't y'all see that we are living now in that time where people will turn their back on you if you don't not only not agree, fuck not agreeing, but people will isolate you if you simply speak and ask a question. Y'all don't see what the fuck is happening? And I'm seeing black women on Twitter, black women I follow, 
acting like this is funny? <laughs> no, I ain't gonna lie. I had a lot of fun yesterday and a lot of laughs. But black women, are y'all forgetting there was a time not too long ago where you couldn't even make eye contact with people? And you're okay with 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 what's happening we're no longer even allowed just allowed to voice our opinions or to ask questions now here's the here's the here's what's in, interesting what's interesting is so many of your favorite artists feel this way but they're afraid to speak up and i can't blame them look at what they just did i will never use twitter again well i think that speaks for itself. That's uh, Nicki Minaj speaking for herself. I say bravo, Nicki Minaj. Way to take the red pill. That's right. Bodily agency and being able to think for yourself and being able to ask questions is a fundamental part of being a human being. It's a fundamental part of being an American. It's a fundamental part of being a free person. Do not be a slave. All right. So here we are. We want to say thank you. We want to say thank you so much. Our podcast has been doing very well. We have been in the top 10 political podcasts in the country and also in the top 40 podcasts in the world. And it's all because of you. It's all because of our audience. We will not let you down. We are here, The Benny Show, in order to hit back against the false and fake narratives of the left. We are here for you. Our allegiance is to you. We're 100% independent. We are 100% independent and always will be because we do not ever want someone corrupting this show and telling us what to say. So thank you so much to our audience. We appreciate you. It is more important now than ever to support independent creators, and we love you back. All right? We will be back with a special, a special podcast from the southern border. We are going to the southern border later today. And we are going to be doing a podcast on the border just to show exactly how dangerous this moment is in America. This is going to be a wild one. Pray for us. We're going to need some help. We're going to the southern border today, and we're going to be bringing you that podcast tomorrow. All right. Thank you so much. Benny on the border. The Benny show on the border. We will have that for you tomorrow, our border special. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. See you tomorrow.